like you go to 1 Samuel chapter 14. There was something about agreement in something. And um, we'll go into this in just a little bit, but the power of agreement. You get two people agreeing on something and, and uh, one, one gets started and one begins to follow. It's amazing what can happen. In 1 Samuel chapter 14, verses 6 through, 6 through 15, I'm going to talk about someone... But, a man by the name of Jonathan and his armor bearer. And we usually associate Jonathan, we bring up David and what their association was and their friendships and their allegiance to each other. But this year was when he was out on his own, he began to go out and believe God for something miraculous. And verse 6 says, And Jonathan said to a young man to bear his armor, Come, let us go over, over into the garrison and to the circumcised. And it, may be unto, it may be that the Lord will work for us. There is no restraint for the Lord to save by many or by few. For his armor bearer said unto him, Do all that is in thy heart unto thee. Behold, I am with thee according to thy heart. You know, it's so important when somebody is on track of, of faith and, and believing for something that you get on track with them. Let me just say this. In a marriage, you both have to have agreement among yourself for you to experience something great with God and to overcome something. You know, when we have a lot of issues, um, we, have, we need somebody's support in, in this situation here. Jonathan was going to go to battle with the Philistines, and, and he came into an agreement with this, with his armor bearer. And you know what? You may, you may be an armor bearer this morning. You may not think there's a lot of value in that. There's a lot of encouragement in that. But there is something about just being in agreement with someone. When you go in to take on the enemy itself, it's, it's important that you have agreement, regardless of what happens. You know, this armor bearer was doing a lot of things. Was, was, uh, he's jeopardizing his life. To come into agreement with this, with this Jonathan. And it wasn't easy to, to get him bar, on board with him, but he was willing to do it. And it was just two of them. And his armor, oh, I said it then. Uh, verse 8. Then said Jonathan, Behold, we will pass over, we will pass over unto these men, and we will discover ourselves unto them. And if they say to us, Tarry, he, tarry until we come to thee, then we will sit still in our place. We will not go up unto them. But if they say, come unto us, then we will go up, for the Lord has delivered them into our hand, and this shall be a sign. Now, I'm, I'm going to get your opinion about this, but you have this guy, Jonathan, and his, his armor bear down there, and there's, they're down the hill from these other guys, and, and they're at a vantage point. The, the Philistines are looking out over this, this whole valley, and they're waiting to attack the uh, Israelites, and they said, Speak to us, and if you speak to us to, to hold up till we get to you, we'll just hold our place. But if they say, come unto us, I want you to look at the next verse. The Lord has given us victory. Both of them discovered unto, this, unto the Philistines, and both of them discovered themselves unto the Philistines. And the Philistines said, behold, the Hebrews come forth out of the holes which they were hid themselves. And the men of the garrison answered Jonathan and his armor bearer and said, Come up to us and we will show you a thing. When it, I don't know about you, but if it was me going against these guys, it would be a little intimidating. It would be someone stepping out, believing, in, and maybe, maybe a little more intimidating with two guys going to take on 20. You'll see in a minute that we, they took on 20 people. But that was my granddaughter that went out. This totally sidelined me for a second. Uh, 
And, but they knew when they said, come to us, that the Lord was with them. You know, the, you know, it's hard to move sometimes because we don't have confidence. But when we, when we get with someone who has agreement with us, we have enough confidence of ourselves and them. But then as we begin to see God perform and, and say the exact thing that we said to him, we know that we have confidence. Now look how uh, Jonathan went up the hill. And Jonathan climbed upon his hands and upon his feet, and his armor bare after him, and they fell before Jonathan, and his armor bear slew them. Now, I can imagine this is a steep hill, and I said that he went up on his hands and his feet. He was having to hang on as he climbed up, and when he got there, instantly he had seized and he instigated the battle. And as he began to smite them with his sword, his armor bearer would be behind him and stab him. Some kind of gross, but he would stab him with his, with his spear. This was a total... Uh, I'll get to the thought in just a minute. It's total agreement. It was hard to think it wasn't. It was total agreement. But if they had not had total agreement with what they were going to do, they would not have overcome them. And 20 of them were destroyed. And it said there was an area of about half an acre upon this air garrison or this overlook. But these guys became victorious because they came into agreement with the right spear behind it and the right attitude. And in your life, it doesn't matter what you plan to do. If you have a business or you have a marriage or you have anything else, you have to be in agreement with God to, to, to get the results that you anticipate. Let me read my notes. One has, to heart, one has to have a heart to have a plan. There's a lot of people that are big dreamers and they talk a lot, but they don't really have a heart behind it. But if you've got a heart, you've got, you've got a plan. And everyone is an armor bearer. I often think of myself as, as someone who's an armor bearer. Man, I'm willing to help you. I don't really think of a, 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 as a Jonathan myself, but I'm willing to get on board and go with you. You look at, you look at anything you do in life uh, with your business or, or job or whatever, it's always following somebody else's plan to a degree. But if you don't get on board, you're not going to overcome it. All right. Encouraged to join in the battle. That was armor bear. And this second part is to finish what needs to be done. It would have been easy to get excited. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm ready to go with you, Jonathan. Let's go up there and take them. As soon as they climbed up the mountain and Jonathan instigated them, the armor bear would take tail and run because there was too many. There was 20 people. But he stayed with him until the job was finished. Not to be intimidated by what's ahead. And not to run. When things seem complicated, I must talk to you just a minute because a lot of us have a tendency to run from things in our life. We get, we get an agreement. Now, stay with me because there's a lot of things in life we get into agreement about what we anticipate in ourselves. But once it instigates, instigates and it gets hard and it gets complicated, we want to run the other direction. We want to get far away from it. And in our, every one of us, every one of us have to come to an agreement that I'm going to stick this out for the long haul and I will not run. There's nothing worse than if someone who goes, says they're going to be with you, then they turn tail and they run the other way. What, did John, what would Jonathan have felt like? And what would you feel like? And when the Lord spoke to them, well, not spoke to them, but he gave them confirmation with what they said back. Before, before anything was accomplished, before anything was accomplished, it took place on their conversation deck on the, on the bottom side of the hill. And Jonathan said, are you with me? If you're with me, we'll go do this. And he said, man, wherever you go, I'm in agreement with you. I will go with you. And in your marriage and in your job, what is it like in a marriage where there's not agreement? What is, there, what is it like in a marriage that there's not agreement? 
thought can be. And in your life, doesn't matter where you are, wherever, whoever you're with, you have to come into agreement, see things. You may not always agree, but you come into agreement. My wife and I don't, are the, we, we see things a lot of, of opposite end of the spectrum, but we always have an agreement. Even when you, she doesn't like my answer, I don't like her answer. There has to be an agreement because what happens when there's not an agreement? There is division and there is nothing accomplished without an agreement. My wife is a woman. I shouldn't expect her to see everything like I see it. And she shouldn't, I'm a man, I shouldn't see, expect her to see everything like I see. But when you have an agreement, you fulfill it. It was a commitment that could cost them the very lives. They operated in confidence. And let me say this about confidence. I don't know about you, but Jonathan was pretty, pretty vibrant and pretty confident. But the armor bearer, I think, drew strength off of his confidence. When they came up here to practice, I don't know what y'all practice was like this morning. I don't have a clue. But all you got to have up here is one person stepping out of confidence. One person in confidence, and the rest begins to pick up the slack. And when one person steps out and believes, I believe with all my heart that this morning, that's why there was a, a move of the Holy Spirit the way he was. The power that he was, there was an agreement. And with you out here, I don't know why you came in here expecting, but you have to be in agreement to some degree in your heart for God to be able to speak to you. Said operating confidence. They both would trust one another. There was not the armor, even though it was not the armor bearer's idea, he was just as committed. Now, let me say something about that. We often say, because it's not my idea, I'm not going to do it. Many times, if it's not our idea, idea, we won't do anything anybody else says. When you're part of this church, you do it. If we've got something going on, man, you blow up and you go for it. We've got a kids' conference coming on two weeks. Now, some of you say, well, you, know, I don't, you need to support it. You need to support it. This wasn't planned. Well, get off of it. But in other words, you get, it wasn't his idea, and Armour Bear was still committed to it. <clears throat> I want you to read verse 16, verse 15. And there was trembling in the host and in the field and among the people and the garrison and the spoilers. And they were trembled and the earth quaked and it was very great trembling. What happened? The word got out in the enemy's court. Everybody in the enemy's, uh, enemy's clan, if you will, they found out that there was truth and there was, some, <clears throat> there was people in agreement that overtook 20 of them. And there was great fear because of what we overcome. And in your life, in my life, whenever we get serious in agreement, it's, are you with me? When we get serious in agreement in our family, the enemy will begin to say, wow, take a chance. T take, take a notice of what's going on in their life. Because there will be great results in your agreement. <clears throat> Amos chapter 3. Amos chapter 3. I spoke a message on this, I don't know when, I remember one time I was speaking a message on it, but I want my wife to come back for a second if she can. This wasn't rehearsed. Only because you're in agreement did you come up here, did you? Yeah. Okay. Me and her can walk together like this, and we can go over here. 
And Seth, we're really proud of you being here. Baby's going to do great. That's right. I'm going to see some of those. But try to go down. Come on. Come on. Come on. No, no. Come on. Come on. Come on. I know I'm too strong. That's right. <laughs> the person with the vision has got to have more strength than the follower. But the follower has got to give them everything that he has. If the, if the one in leadership steps out and believes, you got to believe with me. You got to believe. And, it, and for us to receive the results we want to see in your marriage, so let me say something. If you want your marriage to step out and believe and, and grow and, and, and greater things happen, either one of you got to have a little more faith than the rest. Somebody's got to step up when the, the others don't. Maybe everybody else in the family is, a, is an ACer, but the, the spouse is the one who needs to speak to the other one. And you may be a woman that's the leader of your household. You may be. Husbands get behind her. Sad to say that. Okay, you can go. No, no, you stay up here. No, you can go. No, no, you go again. <clears throat> in Amos chapter 3, verse 3, it says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? Me and her walk together and, and played around a little bit, but, but, but you know, really, we have to be in agreement to walk together, to live together. But the first two verses in the chapter of Amos, there was something that happened. And in Israel at that time, they were not in the right kind of agreement, but they were in agreement that everybody else began to go against the things of the Lord. And he said in verse 3, and we always take it out of context, but when you put it in context, you're walking in a, in a disagreement with my commands and my statutes. And when you begin to walk, and they begin to leave, and they begin to lead their people, God said, how can two, because some try to say, you know, I, I'm not like everybody else. I'm not doing what everybody else does. He says, how can you join yourself together with someone and not be in agreement? And that has to do with your friends. It has to do with your family. It has to be, do with your associates. It has to do with everything. Because everybody you come in agreement with and you do stuff with, you have come into an agreement and you are willing to say, whatever they say, I say. Does that make sense? Can two walk together? The Jews were, were the only people that God said, you know, if you all would be blessed, everybody would know of the greatness of God and greatness in your life and the favor in life because of your commitment to me. But you weren't, but you won't. They were guilty as a whole because they walked together with unbelievers. Is that arrogance? For some reason, sometimes in, in, in Christianity, we think if there's arrogance in it, and there may be, but, but th this is not what he's talking about. He said, for your own good, if you'll walk in agreement, you'll have my favor upon you. It isn't that you're better than anybody else. It isn't that you're more holy than anybody else. But there are certain circumstances and requirements that come upon us when we walk right, right? When we walk right, that he wants to bless. And he said, you could be the most blessed nation upon this planet, but you, you choose not to. No question from anyone about the walk. What is able to happen in united people? What, is, what can happen in, in, a uni, in a united people? Okay, let me ask you. What can happen in a united people? Go to Genesis chapter 11. You see that the people then were very united and they were in agreement, but they weren't in the right agreement.
And the Lord came down to the city, the city and the tower and the children of men built it. And the Lord said, behold, this, the people is one. I want to say that again. The Lord said, behold, the people is one. They, all, they have one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them when they have met what they have imagined to do. So let us go down and confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. Simple as that. They come into agreement. And some of us need to come into agreement by ourselves, regardless if we have a spouse or not. But to come into agreement with what God says brings favor in our life, bring answers in our right to our lives. Next place I like you go to Second Corinthians, Second, Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians, chapter verse fourteen, chapter six, verse fourteen. Beneath, be, uh, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? Or what communion hath, dark, hath light with darkness? Or what concord Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he a believer with an infidel? Or what part hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of, you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk with them, and I will be their God and they will be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not any unclean thing, and I will receive you. Boy, how many have heard that spoke about before? A lot of times we look at it in relationships. A lot of we look at it in, in a variety of things. But all of us sometimes have to sit down and talk about that and think about what is it in my life that I've joined myself to, does it really matter? Does it really matter? Does it really matter where I go or what I do or who I have fellowship with? Is it? Is it important? Is it, is it because you're, if you don't, is it because you're more arrogant or because there's more pride in, in, in your life than, than maybe other people? And, and so that's why nobody wants to have a relationship with you, you know? Does it matter who I'm in agreement with? Now does it really matter? Yes, it really matters. What does it matter in who I am? I mean, what does it matter in whom I am in agreement with? Well, what happens is you begin to take on their little convictions. Maybe they don't have any, or maybe they have many, or whatever it may be. Plot to your life. But it's amazing how many times the little things that come up on us. Let me give you an example. I'm from uh, Eastern Kentucky, and uh, in Eastern Kentucky we we talk a certain way. Anybody know how the people in Eastern Kentucky talks? Well, I, I talk really good. Okay, I don't talk good. Uh, how do I say this? Uh, my talking is better here in Missouri now than it was ever in Kentucky. When I went to college, uh, my nickname on campus was Kentucky. And that's all they needed to say. I was the only person, you hear me talking, and I'll, I'll give you a little a rendition of, of all my. Oh, I can't help that. That's normal. Uh, uh, I wasn't trying to be Kentucky on that one. But you say things like, 
Well, what are y'all doing today? Yep. Help me, honey. Talk to me. It was my slur, my language, my walk, my addiction. Anyway, all I can see is that when I began to talk, everybody knew was from, I was from Kentucky. And it wasn't because I had a speech impediment. I have that now. I didn't have it then. And when I, when I would speak, I would begin to say things that they never heard before. One of the things that we say, well, some of us say it back home, and they'd say, have you ever seen a steep hill? How many of y'all know how steep that hill is? It's steeper than a cow's face. It's steeper than a cow's face. It doesn't matter. Y'all not getting it. I'm not getting it. But regardless, we were influenced. And if I go back there and I live there for any amount of time, I immediately began to pick up some of the old ways I used to talk. I didn't mean to. I just, it just becomes osmosis. Because I'm there, it happens. One thing I began to decide one thing I realized in my life, outside of the language, who suffers, who's suffering from your agreements? You may think it's little things in your life that don't matter. It always matters. Who is suffering from your agreements in your life? Because there's always somebody going to. But when we purposely do things and we associate with things, we have a judgment comes upon us, or it comes upon those around us. Many people suffer from my, my agreements. In Leviticus chapter 26, I'm going to close with this. In Leviticus 26, I had something else. I went in my room last night and I had my other message prepared and I'm Tyson, I was gonna do with arms wide open. With arms wide open by Creed. There's a song back in the day that Tyson sang once. And when I got here this morning, it began to change. The Lord began to change a lot of things about what I was gonna speak. In Leviticus 26, you really... Verse 7, and you shall chase your enemies, they shall fall before, and they shall fall before you by the sword. And five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall chase a thousand flight. Put a hundred, ten thousand to flight. And enemies shall fall before you by your right, and your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. And for I will make I gotta get my line here. I will make you have respect. I will have respect into you and make you fruitful and multiply you and establish you with my covenant. And you shall eat the old store and bring forth the old store because of the new. And I will set my table among you, tabernacle among you, that you may, and my soul may not abhor you. I will walk among you and you will be with your God. And he shall, and you shall be my people. There is something about that verse that I thought so much in my life and in your life. And often you may think, 
What is it that, that sometimes we put the preacher in a different category? We put, well, because it maybe it works in your life. No, it works in all of our lives. There are certain things that we don't join it to, but ourselves to. But when we begin to live right, it's a completely different future when you follow his plan. When you, you can live in, in understanding this verse, what shall happen? Five shall put, I'm going to read that part again. Ye shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall by the sword. Five of you shall chase a hundred. Could you imagine if me, that's five right here, went against every one of you? Now, I know pretty tough, but, but, but if it happened, we come off of here, I would, we just wipe them all out. We could take them all out. Right? Now, what goes before us? Is it the physical strength? It's the power of God moving in front of us that people avoid us, stay away. They begin to clear the path. And then if a hundred of us went out and took things by force, a thousand shall take off. There's something about living in a way that God plans for us to do because he makes your life complete. It doesn't mean you don't have obstacles, you don't have troubles. But he makes you have a lot more agreement in doing it. We're going to stand today. I want you to do um, um, the first song you've done. Because I think that all of us have to sometimes get bold and, and sometimes to make proclamations. And, but the thing for us to really do, we have to get an agreement. If you're going to have any victory in your life, you're not going to do it alone. You're not going to do it alone. You're going to have somebody you get in agreement with. How many times over the years have we prayed over situations? And, it, and not that the next week there wasn't a little bit of confusion or things that went on, but it was because of agreement. After the things we've been here, been through, we're together almost 32 years. And some of you are saying, it's a long time. And it is. How many has been married 50 years? One. Two, three, four. You have to get into agreement. Even when you argue, even when you don't agree, you have to get into agreement to make it work, to make it work, to make it last. And that's the truth.